Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Hi, welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast. My name is Dave Eisenstatter. I'm the editor of the Valley Advocate, and I'm here today with Chris Gaudreau, who's the associate editor of Valley Advocate. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me on, Dave. Yeah, and um, we're talking about a cover story that you did this week uh, called Sarno a No-Show. As election looms, critics say Springfield's mayor not there for all. Um, Sarno uh, has been mayor for 12, 12 years now, and he's seeking re-election uh, this September and November in uh, a runoff and, and final election, and he's got two challengers. Maybe we could start by... Um, uh, could you tell us a little bit about who the two challengers are? Yeah, sure thing. Um, uh, first, we have uh, Jeffrey Donnelly. He ran uh, unsuccessfully for Springfield Council uh, twice back in uh, 2015 and 2017. Um, and he's uh, very much an independent candidate in the fact that he's not accepting any donations. Uh, when he ran previously, um, he decided um, not to use any money for when he was running. And this time around, he's... He's using his own funds. Um, he uh, kind of has a background in well, he has a background in uh, psychology and um, art history, I believe, uh, from Westfield State University, and um, uh, also was interested in uh, creating this uh, art space, uh, very, very oriented towards the community and youth oriented uh, at a uh, former Indian Orchard fire station and just had complications dealing with a city trying to uh, establish that. So he decided to run for mayor. I think that was one of the driving forces for him. And then uh, we have Yolanda Consal, and her story is um, very dramatic in terms of how, as to why she decided to run for mayor. Um, her, her son was shot, and she, uh, she was uh, visiting him in the hospital, and she was just ready to pack up and move and decide. Uh, and her son said, "No, uh, I, I want you to stay." Essentially, uh, because she has a history of activism in the community, and so that that was kind of her own driving force for for wanting to run for mayor. And and she has a a background, I think, in law enforcement too. Yeah, she does. Um, in her early twenties, she was a police officer in Boston. And um, she was uh, unfortunately injured on the job and um, kind of switched career paths, uh, paths, moved to Hawaii. And then um, I think more than a decade ago, she moved to Springfield. So and since she, since moving uh, to Springfield, she's been involved with a lot of the different groups, uh, neighbor to neighbor. Um, uh, there's a Springfield uh, group uh deals uh works with the police department she was involved with in the past and many many others that uh just can't think of off the top of my head <laughs> so um you spoke with both of the challengers you weren't able to get uh, a hold of of mayor dominic sarno who's running for re-election um maybe you could talk a little bit about how that yeah i wasn't able to get a hold of them uh but not without trying <laughs> um uh i sent multiple uh, emails, uh, left many, many phone calls over the course of two weeks, and also actually visited um, uh, the mayor's office five time, four or five times over a two-week period, um, just trying to set something up. 
uh, seeing if he'd be willing to do an interview. And um, every time I went down there, essentially, the answer was, I don't know yet. Um, and it wasn't until after I, I left a handwritten note uh, to his office and then later that day actually stopped by his home address to just uh, leave a letter asking for an interview that um, on Monday when I came back, because this, this was a Friday, on the Monday when I came back, uh, I got a very short uh, email uh, from his staff saying he declined respectfully and followed up to see as to the reason why he, he wouldn't speak to to the Valley Advocate, and there wasn't a reason given. So, Yeah, well, that kind of dovetails nicely with what <clears throat> some of the other people you spoke to for the story were talking about in terms of um, Sarno's mayorship. Maybe you could talk about some of the people that you reached out to who um, had some criticisms of, of uh, the mayor's tenure. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, to start, um, I think uh, uh, a lot of different publications write stories about elect, uh, elections uh, uh, ahead of time, and most of the, for the most part, I think the the standard thing is to speak just to the candidates, um, or maybe some residents if it's at a forum. But um, uh, for this story, I wanted to speak to the grassroots organizers, the activists in the community, and uh, a very um, uh, overwhelming thread that uh, narrative thread that came about from speaking to a lot of people was the fact that Sarno is absent when it comes to marginalized communities, particularly communities of color in the city of Springfield. Um, I think a lot of people will kind of know, I mean, even who don't live in Springfield will kind of have heard a few of um, of Mayor Sarno's comments. Like maybe, you know, there, I know that there's one uh, instance where he was talking about, uh, you know, living by the sword and dying by the sword when he was referring to a, a, a certain homicide victim that a lot of people felt was uh, very insensitive. And then there was another um, instance where he kind of got into a, a back and forth with uh, a Springfield church that was putting up, um, uh, that was offering sanctuary to an undocumented person. Um, and uh, so, you know, I think there's a lot of people kind of hear about these things. You know, maybe you could talk about what some of these um, these activists and, and other folks that you talked to had to say about uh, the, you know, the mayor and, and some of the comments that he makes. Well, I, I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily great things. Uh, they, were, they had their share of criticisms about those issues. And, and also, um, uh, I, I mean, j just sort of semi-incendiary comments aside, it's it's more more so the Sarno's actions or lack of actions in in their viewpoint. I mean, um, the the main thing that kept coming up was um, not uh, being there for homeless in the city, not there being there for low income people, a lack of economic opportunities when in in the north south end. In Mason Square, for an example, for example, when the downtown seemed to be thriving with uh, the creation of MGM Springfield, obviously Sarno doesn't get a hundred percent credit for bringing MGM to the city, but uh, he did play an important role. So I, I I think there are very much a lot of people who were feeling that many of the different communities, whether it's people of color, people who are homeless. 
people who are low income, just a wide variety of people weren't being served. And that smaller economic development projects could take place in the city to give those communities a a boost they they really need. Um, You spoke to Liz Wills O'Gilvie, who um, we've had on our podcast before, um, who's the chair of the steering committee of the Springfield Food Policy Council, and she's also very involved in um, gardening the community. Uh, She's been a longtime activist about kind of getting fresh foods, healthy foods into the um, the urban area, into Springfield. And, um, you know, she had some she had some positive and some negative things to say about Sarno. Yeah, she did. I mean, I, I think I think she came at it from a very fair stance of having criticisms while while also recognizing what Sarno has done for the city. I mean, the biggest thing was the creation of the twenty one million dollar Sodexo Food Service Center earlier this year. And that's providing fresh, locally sourced, uh, healthy food to Springfield students. And uh, that's a really important thing and uh, something that should be commended. But on the other hand, um, um, there's there's also still a lack of access to fresh and healthy, affordable foods in the city. And uh, there, uh, she thinks there needs to be more grocery stores developed. Um, there needs to be uh, farmers markets. Just access is is really the key issue, and access that's affordable. Um, so she did credit Sarno's administration for that, but still thinks thinks he could be doing more. And specifically, um, she believed that um, uh, Mayor Dominic Sarno should be speaking to people that are is pretty much outside of his comfort zone. The, the, the people who are maybe the fiercest critics, he should be speaking to to get their perspective. That way there's an open dialogue. And really the, uh, the big thing the issue when it came down to many activists is uh, just Mayor Sarno won't attend protests, won't, uh, 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 won't attend uh, issues where he feels sort of the opposite on that issue. Uh, and I think in a healthy democracy, you you really need um, a leader, a mayor, whatever elected official to not just be there for the constituents that uh, agree with their viewpoint, but also the ones that disagree. Because, I mean, when, when it comes down to it, we're only human and we can really learn from each other's viewpoints. You attended, um, well, you know, speaking of another point where uh, Mayor Sarno did not attend, uh, you were at a, a candidates forum where a few, where the, the two challenge, the two mayoral challengers were there and spoke about some of the issues that they care about. Um, this was put on by a youth group in Springfield. Maybe you could talk about um, who it was that put it on and, and um, what some of the candidates there were talking about. Yeah, um, it's this group uh, called Youth for Action Springfield, and it's a, a teen organized group. And they want to promote civic engagement and also address like serious issues in the city, such as gun violence. Um, that's a, one of the big issues. And uh, they held a forum on August 1st at the Springfield Library's Mason Square branch. And uh, that was kind of a um, uh, dual mayor and at-large city council forum. Um, there were pre-prepared questions from Youth for Action, but also resident uh, uh, questions as well. And um, 
I learned uh, from one of the organizers that originally they had planned to do just a mayoral forum, but uh, Mayor Dominic Sarno wasn't available. I believe he was on vacation that week and uh, was unable to attend. Therefore, uh, they expanded it to include at-large candidates uh, for city council. Yeah, what were I mean, what were some of the hot items that, there? I mean, it sounded like they covered a lot of ground. Um. There, there was a lot, lot of ground covered for sure. Um, uh, at that uh, event, I mean, one of the big things was talking about violence in the city, and how how they how they would go about uh, trying to solve that issue. Um, uh, for example, gun violence. Um, I believe uh, Yolanda Consal. Uh, was uh, spoke about a, a, a year program with a buyback for guns. Um, she said, uh, I, I don't know whether this was during the forum or during interviews uh, I had with her, but um, her the gun that shot her son, I think, was stolen in Westfield, I think, in 2014. So, I mean, just with that knowledge, like, like there's there's some small anecdotal fact that the guns in our community do pass hands and uh, ha- have some sort of staying power. So kind of removing that, um, uh, being able to uh, buy, uh, have the, the city buy back those guns could reduce the number, the number of guns in the city. Um, and there, there was uh, other issues uh, such as um, um, basically um, uh, Jeffrey Donnelly, argued that um, uh, a huge problem is uh, judges, uh, specifically setting low bails for violent uh, criminal offenders. And he viewed that as a a, a real issue um, uh, for the city that the mayor could uh, try to weigh in more. And I I know um, Sarno's history with uh, specifically kind of mirrors Donnelly, like, like, I know from past comments that Dominic Sarno kind of agrees with uh, setting bail for for a higher rate uh, when it comes to violent offenders. Um, you also talked to some um, some teen organizers uh, who are looking to set up a new um, a new forum that yet again Mayor Sarno has not agreed to attend to yet. He hasn't said one way or the other as as of um, as of right now as we're recording this. Um, uh, but maybe you could talk a little bit about kind of what some of those teen, some of the issues that the teens were um, were looking at. Um, yeah, um, uh, the the teens involved uh, with uh, this next forum coming up um, on September fifth uh, at Central High School. Um, they they're they're concerned with the fact that they they're concerned with their belief that Sarno um, hasn't. Uh, been present in their communities. I mean, he, these are are teenagers who are 16, 17 years old. So if you think about, like, Mayor Sarno's been mayor for 12 years, that's most of their lives. So so um, they argued that um, they, they only see Sarno at parades and graduations and very, very much, uh, uh, you know, very uh, photo-heavy events. Um and these these are teenagers who have been involved with protests at Smith and Wesson, 
um, in regards to gun violence. And they're part of the Pioneer Valley Project, uh, a nonprofit activist group in the city. So they they uh, they just want Mayor Sarno to be more present in the community and actually talk with them and, and discuss these issues um, in a nuanced way. Now, there's a primary election coming up in September, which is going to uh, boil it down to two candidates of the three, and then there'll be a final election in November uh, where the two candidates will face off. Um, Sarno has a big head start in terms of um, money, and uh, at least one um, election analyst that you spoke with saying that it was going to be a real uphill climb for either one of these challengers to um, to knock him off his perch. Yeah, that, that is for sure. I mean, um, I spoke with uh, Anthony Signoli. Um, he's uh, very much been part of uh, the Western Mass community for a long time. He's head of the AL Signoli Company. That's a political consultant uh, company in uh, Springfield. And... Um, I just got his thoughts about uh, uh, his his professional experience that, that is uh, uh, in regards to this election. And uh, one of the big issues is money. I mean, uh, Sarno has raised, I think, over 169000 as of July 31st. I, I believe that was the number. Uh, compared to... I mean, the other candidates compared to that, that was just very minuscule. Um, it was just like a few thousand dollars. It, yeah, I think, it, for, I think for Cancel and uh, and and Jeffrey Donnelly isn't raising anything, right? So. Yeah. Uh, well, he is. Uh, it's his own funds, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm not sure how much money he's raised because he's not taking donations. So therefore, information isn't public information about that isn't available. Um, uh, and then um, Linda Mattis O'Connell, actually uh, uh, the advocate, uh, one of the advocates' founders, who was running and then later dropped off, uh, dropped out due to health reasons. She raised five thousand. So I mean, even five thousand compared to one hundred sixty-nine thousand, that's that's a lot of money, and uh, that can buy a lot of uh, you know just advertisement for a political candidate. Um, but it's not just um, money that uh, these candidates uh, fa- face up against with this up- uphill battle. It's really the fact that he's been mayor for 12 years. You're already dealing with an, uh, an incumbent who has been, uh, defeated other candidates in the past, other challengers, and also has this name recognition and uh, what An- Anthony Signoli said is he has this omnipresence in the community that um, even if you disagree with him, at least you know where you stand. He stands on the issue. I mean, I think I think uh, what Anthony Signoli said about Marisarno in regards to that is accurate. Like, like I know, uh, like you can do a quick Google search to find out where Sarno stands historically stands on an issue. Um, because as hard yeah. as it was for you to try to get a comment out of him, he's, he does make comments about issues. Yeah. Uh, Some of them uh, very controversial. Right. Other times, not so. But, um, uh, you know, um, he, he has, 
he has a lot of presence in the community in terms of his history there. So that is that is a significant challenge. Yeah, I, when I was reading this piece, I mean, one of the things that really stood out that was interesting is the contrast between um, Anthony Signoli's comments about being this omnipresent figure in the city versus some of these folks um, like uh, uh, Tanisha Arena in Rise for Social Justice and some of these other um, people who are saying that he's actually not present in certain communities. So it, it, it is sort of a, uh, just an interesting dichotomy there of like you're either there or you're not there. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, I think uh, he's present in the community to an extent. I mean, uh, I think omnipresence uh, uh, is somewhat misleading because clearly he Sarno hasn't been to protests, long-running uh, protests uh, such as the Smith and Wesson that have been going on and off for for years in regards to gun violence. He hasn't shown up to those. There was a biomass um, uh, hearing that took place recently in which uh, several city councilors attended, but. Sarno wasn't present. This was for a a, a potential biomass burning plant that was going to be affecting Springfield's air and um, air quality. Exactly, and and I mean that's I I think I think uh, being able to talk about that issue is really important because Springfield is already the asthma capital in the United States, so uh, people have legitimate concerns and. there's serious issues um, that need to be discussed. And uh, I think the frustration for many residents and many activists in the community of Springfield is that when it comes to talking about these really serious issues, Sarno won't. Um, And, you know, there's all these things that we've discussed, all these issues that we've talked about uh, that are important to Springfield. And yet, you know, we had, you had a, um, a really interesting section of this story about, uh, you know, v- voter turnout in the city of Springfield and um, and what drives that. It's this is expected to be a pretty low turnout election. Yeah, um, it, it's. I, I think it has to do a lot with uh, as a whole uh, in our country how voting is viewed and how, how little voter turnout is historically anywhere in the country. I mean. Springfield's low, but you look at uh, data from across the country. Like um, usually, election municipal elections, it's a very low turnout. Um, just having been a reporter for I don't know six, seven plus years, covering many elections over the years, it like every year, like like if it's a municipal election versus a national election, you're gonna get low numbers versus the high numbers, and that that's just uh, a basic fact. Um, so that uh, that's one issue, but um, uh, Yolanda Consal um, had a interesting argument. Um, she believes that uh, voter access is an issue in Springfield um, and that the polling locations aren't really located near nearby neighborhoods where they should be uh, located. Um, and then uh, with that section, I also spoke to uh, the city's uh, election commissioner 
um, who disagreed with that argument and uh, gave really valid uh, uh, ideas about uh, what the city is doing right now to try to boost voting turnout. And I also spoke to uh, Jeff Donnelly, who thinks um, that it's not so much the location as uh, that during municipal elections, people should, uh, there should be more, there should be basically be more um, facts about the candidates, like the, that it's, it's hard for residents to, to get to understand uh, what a particular um, candidate stands for uh, on issues and that there should be kind of a guide that the city sent, sends out with a list of like yes or no answers related to issues. Um, I, that, that's, that's an idea I think that might be more tricky to navigate in actuality versus theory, but um, it's, it's an idea nonetheless I think the city should explore. You know? Well, in the meantime, folks can go on to valleyadvocate.com, check out your story, Sarno, a no-show as election looms. Critics say Springfield's mayor, not there for all. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Thank you.